This is Rattlers, a nightmare of horror. Excitement, death. Rattlers, striking soon. Rated PG. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher. And we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, 70s the 80s, 80s, the 90s, the, 90s, the early 2000s, 2000s, and sometimes and today. Sometimes today. Hello. Hello. Sorry for the extended hiatus. Oh, it happens. Yes. My voice is still kind of fucked up. Yeah, and I Briefly, lost mine yeah. for a brief period of time. Though it seems unrelated. Probably, since mine was only for a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully. But, uh, hi. Hi. Uh, no big updates. No, we saw Prey. Yes. Which was very, very good. We both really enjoyed that. Fantastic. And then afterwards, I watched, well, we watched, but me for the first time, all of the Predator movies, except for Alien vs. Predator, I think. Well, you watched the first two. There's still, like, uh, two or three after. Oh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the two... Thousands, like I think it's like 2007, 2010. Sweet, yeah, so. can't wait for those. Anyways, this one was really good, yes, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Amber Mid Thunder and her other, I don't know, her co star, yeah, whose name I can't remember. Good. It was very, I don't know, it was great. Uh, can't wait to see her in more shit. She's a fucking badass. Uh, we are going to go see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Which will be good. I'm glad that we got it in our theater. And it's not an IMAX, so we don't have to worry about the stinky, stinky thing. Or the crappy seats. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm more focused on the bad smell, and you're like, the seats were uncomfortable. Well, you already mentioned the bad smell. I know. So I'm just doubling up, coming at it from all angles. <laughs> so today, we're talking about Rattlers. From 1975 or 1976. Okay. Depending on who you ask. Uh, it is directed by John McCauley, who we have talked about his other movie, Deadly Intruder. 
Okay. Which is the one where she like, which kind of contextualizes some. So we talked about that one ad nauseum. Okay. About like our theories and like our interpretations about mm-hmm. how uh, mental health was treated and like assault. Yes. Because it was like the one where uh, it was a woman and she lived alone. And like the guy broke in and like sort of took her hostage. Oh, okay. Yes. But he wasn't actually the bad guy. And then yes. like at the yep. end, she okay. like just like gets him a job and stuff. Yes. Okay. Thank being, you. Like, handsome guy who's a killer. So weird. Um, thank you for reminding me of that. As yeah, for so anyone who's listening, guy, or just so you know, movie. as soon as we stop talking about the movie, it instantly leaves my mind. Oftentimes yeah. while we're talking about it. <laughs> so thank you for refreshing me. No problem. Yeah. Uh this one on the other hand, um hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So uh, it's written by Jerry Golding and John McCauley. It stars Sam Chu Jr. as Dr. Parkinson. He was in predominantly like TV one-offs. Okay. Like, uh, I think he had like over 100 TV credits. Or wow. He was at one point signed to like the studio system alongside like Tom Selleck. They were in like the same group. Nice. Journeyman actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bionic Woman, Serial Scarab, Stealing Home, uh, Elizabeth Chevette as Anne. She did a movie called Trackdown after this. Okay. Uh, Dan Priest as Colonel Stroud. We recently saw him in Moon of the Wolf. He was in Little House of the Prairie. I still know what you did last summer. Ronald Gold as Captain Delaney. Uh, the same year he was in Helter Skelter. Uh, Al Dunlop as General Hinch was in Point of Terror as Cape Witch Mountain. Darwin Jostin as uh, Palmer. He was in Assault on Precinct 13, Eraserhead, The Fog. Uh, Celia Milius as the Bathtub Woman. She was in Island of the Blue Dolphins, which was a book we read in, I think, eighth grade. And she was in the movie adaptation of that. What are dolphins doing on land? Uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, Conan the Barbarian, and Vampire at Night. Excellent. Yes. And if you can suddenly hear better, it's we, because Mitch realized the air conditioning was still on. Yeah. So, congratulations. I, if nothing else, that'll be an interesting experiment um, for me to see how bad you can hear it in the background. Oh, definitely. For, I like, feel like future. The, I'm looking at our waveform right now, and I feel like the little line is a lot less uh, jangly in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Not to get too technical. <laughs> yeah. So, where was I? Oh, yeah, here's the cast when we blah, blah, blah. Let's dive into the snake pit and start discussing the plot of the movie. Oh, because of all of the snakes. Yes. Rattlesnakes, that is. It was weird because this movie had, like, so... It had, like, three different plots. Yeah, definitely. There was... uh, And really nothing happened. Yes. Herpetologist investigating a series of uh, strange events in... Uh, small town, yeah. uh, military intrigue, uh, m- military versus nature. Have they gone too far? And then uh, some sort of weird, weird romantic sh- film. Like the shittiest, most dead fish. I mean, it's not totally unexpected for these sorts of movies that they shoehorn this in. Oh, it's like standard. But in, this one is... I mean, even still today in these like shitty killer animal movies. Oh, definitely in the killer animal movie. It's like almost Jurassic always Park. the same it, They're like the Hallmark movies of... yeah. That's killer. Just, that's so animals. true. That's actually so true. Wow. They're all very formulaic. The rabid Wolverine brought us closer together as a family. That's you great. Know? It's part of the appeal. It's like yeah. a, 
you're watching a, a Mad Libs. The strongest bonds are formed in the hottest fires. Yeah. Snake fires. Snake fires. <sighs> There's also one cobra in this. So we start at some uh, RVs in the desert. Yes. There's like at a dad, sunset. a mom, and two kids and some other guy. Mm-hmm. And we uh, get some of the first rumblings of the gender oh, commentary yeah. of this film. Which is, uh, I mean, granted, you said this was shot in what, 75, 74, probably? Uh, probably 74, but who knows? So, I mean, I guess that makes a lot more sense to me. I thought that this was in 1979, which it was even, I was like, this is, seems a little late for all this commentary, dudes. But, <laughs> uh, but yes, there's a lot of it, and it's kind of weird. Yeah, so like the dad is barking at the mom to bring, yeah. bring more, him another beer, beers. sweetie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's inside the RV, yeah, and she is washing dishes. Well, did you see the dish that she's washing? No, it is a Chinese takeout box, oh, like a paper takeout box that she's like cleaning. Nice, yeah, interesting, (laughs) really weird. And the two kids come in, the two boys come in, and they're like, Mom, can we go play in the canyon, please? Go ask your dad and don't take any sips of these beers when you bring them out to him. Which he does. Immediately, of course. One from each. Yeah. Which was great. I love that. Uh, Dad is like, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they go up to this canyon Mm -hmm. because they're going to go look for a skeleton that the one kid claims to have seen. Doug says that he has seen a real life skeleton on a ledge. And the parents, because he's like, dad, we're going to go look at this skeleton. And it's like not like a animal skeleton. I thought he meant like a human skeleton, right? Yeah. They're just like, oh, kids, go on and look at that uh, <laughs> dead dead body. I guess. Yeah, but how did they know it's a human it's real? Skeleton? Yeah, it's gonna be real soon enough. Several dun, things dun, have skeletons. Dun. That's true. Plus, I doubt they were really paying attention to anything he was saying. That's true because they're drinking beers. Yeah. So uh, Doug gets bet five dollars. Uh, that the skeleton is not there. Yes. Basically. And he's like, I'll take you on that bet as we climb up this. His brother pressures him to prove it. Yeah. Move up this hill. Like, yeah, like a like classic a rock Red Rock yeah. Canyon. It looked like like pumice, basically something that you would not want to fall down. And they're going to like go over into this canyon mm-hmm. and then ah, they see a rattlesnake and they end up falling into the rattlesnake den where they're quickly bitten. Oh, yeah, because they don't realize that they are rattlesnakes in there until they're already falling in. Basically. Just a series of like sh- quick shots of a snake going like, <laughs> and then the kid going, ah, ah. And the camera shaking. Rolling on top of the snake. They are wearing uh, red wing boots, both of them. Sick. Like super expensive work boots. Nice. Yeah. I don't know why I caught that, but I was like, hmm. Not very much grip Glamping, I guess guess. they are. I guess. So we go to... uh, Some university. Or the University of California. Yeah, UCLA. Ah. Uh, But they don't mention that till later. I just wrote down, on to our local polytechnical. Yeah. uh, The resident herpetologist has been off... Dr. Yeah. Pot, Dr. Pom. Damn it. I tried to say that's so cool. That's okay. It should be like Tom, Dr. Tom Parkinson. And then instead I Dr. messed it up and then talked about it for six Dr. Minutes, Tom so. Parkinson's disease. Yeah. Uh, he's checking his mailbox and uh, they've sent him a missive saying, we'll pay you $200 to come down to the Mojave uh, to consult on yeah, rattlesnakes. Yeah, we need an authority on rattlesnakes. Yeah. And uh, uh, the other... 
this colleague. Yeah, it's like who's the bird guy? Yes. Oh, when are you gonna take all of those snakes out of the the animal lab? I don't like those snakes. I guess it makes sense because he's a bird guy. Yeah, and snakes eat birds. Well, he was like, a, I think Tom was said something like, "Oh, just waiting for that grant money to come in." Yes. And yeah. He was like, "Good, I'm excited for you to get your own office and get the <laughs> snakes out of the lab." Ha ha ha. And then uh, later on in the lab, uh, that professor is chatting with like a custodian. Custodian, and they're talking about uh, the uh, the I hate snakes as well. Uh, the doctor's tapping on the glass to intentionally agitate the snake. Yeah, like a real jerk, which really sucks. Uh, and then uh, he's talking about his experiment where they take pigeons and they stress them out with various environmental conditions yeah. and they get fat cultivating and conducting experiments to cure obesity in humans based on a bird model yeah pigeons i mean i guess this was right like this is like at the right after behavioralism and sort of like animal research psychology so okay. it sort of makes sense i know but... nothing about that you that's your yourself okay there's a guy named bf skinner who believed that uh i mean like this is very reductionist but basically humans were more or less a blank slate and you can train them to do whatever you want through like operant conditioning like giving them a reward or a punishment like he uh trained pigeons to peck at like an orange dot on a screen and they use that at, for like missile guidance so the Ooh. pigeons would guide or at least it was developed to do that i don't know if they actually ended up using it and he did a lot of experiments with pigeons and that's what this reminded me of when was that like when i think it was in the that's really I, I don't really remember I, th I feel like it was from the 40s until the mid 60s oh, okay. but that's just my supposition it's been a long time well, I mean, like mid sixties isn't too far off. Yeah, in this movie. Yeah, I guess. definitely. And uh, things move slow in academia, so yeah. <laughs> but I guess this is also the biology department, not the psychology yeah. department. So uh, the custodian leaves, and mm -hmm. one of the cages is open somehow. Well, he bumps it with his, and there's no locks. Broom, yeah, and it opens. It's it would be like if you bumped open a fridge door and somehow didn't notice it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's this huge... So the snake is like, okay. It's a, big, it's a big whoopsie. There's a lot of fat pigeons here, and he keeps he this keeps is, insulting all the pigeons and talking about how fat they are. This is the cobra. Yes, the cobra. And it's coming It's coming around. It's sneaking up on him. Uh-oh. But then Tom comes in just in time, and he does some of that, like, mesmerism stuff. With his hands. <sighs> He's doing hand shit. Very, it distracts it. But it wasn't impressive at all. No. I he was he does grab it and puts it back in its prison yeah but i was just sort of like this is you 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 don't have like a little piece of string you can tie you know like a string on a rope like a loop i guess yeah i don't know i'm not a snake guy i have seen snakes manipulated with things on like hooks on the ends of poles but before. also you would have thought this would have come back and he's able to distract a rattlesnake in oh such yeah a way. with his jedi no. mind tricks no. or whatever no not at all uh and this is the last time we see his snake foo Yes, it, it unfortunately is. Um, mm -hmm. So then he goes to the sheriff's. Well, uh, he's also like berating his colleague. He's like, you have to stay still. Don't oh, move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shut those birds up. How? How are you going to shut the birds up? But also, he he's not moving. And he keeps being like, you're moving too much. Yeah, they're just ribbon on each I, other. I mean, I guess. Uh, but I would not want to face a cobra that I know nothing about when I'm afraid of them. 
Well, I guess that's why he didn't face it then. That's he true. He backed it. Around. <laughs> so as not to challenge it, maybe? Yeah. Is that the idea? Maybe. I don't know. That would be snakes. nice if that came into it, too. Like, oh, they won't attack us if we turn around. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, hey, reminder, uh, put some fucking locks on these cages. And uh, uh, Tom is like, I'll have to buy you a coffee to make it up to you. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, whatever. So then he goes to the sheriff to yeah. look at, at the bodies of children. Yes, uh, they are swollen, bitten a whole bunch. The sheriff says, definitely closed casket. <laughs> and he mentions a, another victim from earlier, mm-hmm. some old guy. Yes, that we don't really like. So I don't know, about. things move at like a pretty quick clip at the beginning here. Yeah, like I ha- I filled out half of my notes there's like the lots of talking minutes, about snake bites say. and establishing how strange mm-hmm. it is for all of these attacks to be happening. The snakes don't usually attack people unprovoked. Uh, they also seem to talk a lot in this movie about like wages and wage disparity. Yes, they do. They it's do. Something that's like, always discussed. Like the 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 custodian and the professor. The professor's like, oh, you know. I'm, I may get paid more per hour, but I work way longer hours, so I'm sure you make and, more. And mentions it several times. Yeah, and it's sort of like, you're, uh, granted, this was before income inequality went totally insane, but like still kind of insulting. Uh, yeah, so the this this old guy who got killed, they, yes. they said something about him having like a horse hair rope. Yeah. yeah. Around his bedroll, which is, that's got to be a long rope. <laughs> I guess it's supposed to ward off snakes mm. in some sort of old folktale, it would seem. All those poor horses getting their tails cut off to make <laughs> sna- anti-snake ropes. So the sheriff is going to send Tom off mm-hmm. with this, like, deputy yes. to take a look at the canyon where the, the kids were killed. Yes. Uh, and they talk about wages as well. Yes, and how... Because the cop talks about his his wife, his kids, and his boat. Yeah, and how he moved here from, like, a big city because when was the last time you heard about a cop getting shot in the Mojave? <laughs> oh, my God. Is he the one that gets shot He's later? He's the one who gets shot later. That's funny. Yeah, yes. See? <laughs> I noticed that. And I was like, God damn it. He's got a wife and kids. Nice. What somebody think of the cops, the poor friendly cops? I mean, granted, we also it's just him shooting the shit in the car, not uh putting the boot, his boot on the back of someone's neck. But so Tom scales the hills, yes, looking for uh signs of snakes, snake Sign, signs, snake signs, SS, and he finds a piece of cloth that he, I guess, is going to test and see if it belongs to the kids, which again, never, yeah, I guess we're just to assume, yeah, it did. Well, I guess it's never returned to because he's saying. Oh, if this piece of cloth, if the blood type matches the kid, then maybe the kids roll, roll down, down the hill. And and that's because they said that the, the parents found them at like the base of the hill or whatever. Oh, okay. uh, I'm not really sure how that happens. Yeah, me neither. Maybe they crawled out of the hole and then died. I guess, yeah. But um, it was a pretty big pit. They were small enough that the vultures came. Yeah, <laughs> lifted, lifted them, them up, up a and then they dropped them a bit. Yeah, perfect. Took them for a little trip. Yes. You're dying. Enjoy this last beautiful. <laughs> oh, as my blood coagulates uh, in my body. Elsewhere in this desert town, mm-hmm. there's like a teenager with his fancy loud car. Yeah, Rick. He's doing a uh, muffler repair on his Chevy Charger. <laughs> and his mom sends up to go get his dad. Mm-hmm. 
but then he finds his dog dead. I hated this fucking cat. Granted, okay, I will say, those khakis fit him so well. I wish I could find khakis that fit me that nice. Maybe you need to start time. looking for vintage bell bottoms. Yeah, <laughs> but um, anyways, he's like, "Come on, come on, dog, let's get up!" And like, the dog is covered in flies and clearly dead, not breathing. Yeah, like, and then he then he sees a dead chicken. Huh. Yeah. Huh, zero concern, zero alarm. Then he goes into the barn and starts poking around. Notably, there's no horses or his dad. Anything. It's it's dark and quiet, and he's got a flame-driven oh, lantern. Of of equinocide lately. Uh, true, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what he does find is a rattlesnake who bites him in the face yeah. and then knocks him down, and uh, his lantern lights the barn on fire. Yeah, because the snake was in the barn loft. Oh no! And the mom thinks she hears them come in, but really it's just a bunch of snakes. And by a bunch of snakes, like a like hundred, lots of snakes. snakes everywhere. It's like uh, she was so focused on doing the dishes, I cooking. Guess. Uh, again, women's work is yeah. what they're highlighting. All these moms doing uh, dishes. Yes, uh, and uh, that she didn't notice all of these snakes come in. And and go all over. They're on her bed. And then you the could floor. mistake the noise of a hundred snakes as your teenage son. He loves to play the maracas. I guess that yeah. is. <laughs> he just like no. Wait, are those those are castanets? The things that go like this, right? Yeah, I'm doing like a puppet. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, doing okay. like a, those are castanets. Yeah, okay, maracas are the ones. That... Yeah. Okay. Phew! If I had gotten that wrong. Oh God! You could never show your face never the end ever again. Uh, anyway, the sheriff calls Tom yes. to get him to come stay there and investigate this weird stuff. Yeah, uh, and while he's taking the call, he like takes a snake from around his neck and just hands it to one of his students. I can't talk on the phone with a snake. Are you <laughs> and, kidding me? Uh, at the sheriff's, we're introduced to mm-hmm. like so. Yeah, he's like blah blah blah. Sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he goes there, and he meets Anne Bradley. Yes. Who is a photographer. war photographer, did two years documenting Vietnam. Yes. And she will be documenting this investigation. She's got a whole, like, Gloria Steinem Yeah, a bit of vibe. a step down, frankly, <laughs> going from covering the Vietnam War to... Yes, she does talk... They do talk about that mm-hmm. briefly, and it's because she, she didn't want to do press mm-hmm. stuff anymore. So she because eventually freelance. she'd just end up in an office. Yeah, because it's just all men in the yeah. roles, and it would be impossible because the jobs don't exist. Yes. Uh, so she, he's Tom is like sort of nonplussed by this. She doesn't oh, yeah. know what herpetology is. Yeah, obviously, because why like, would she? I like this exchange. Yeah. I specialize in rattlesnakes. How charming. Get it, bud? Like, snake charming. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, he's like, can we, uh, to the sheriff, can we talk outside? Look, uh, Sheriff, can I talk to you for a minute outside? Look, Tom, if it's about... Well, it's important. Okay, I'll meet you in the hallway. Be right back, Ann. can't take that girl out there. I mean, I've got to have somebody that can at least take care of themselves. Look, Tom, look, I know how you feel, and I agree with you, but this is the only way I could swing it. Look, you know we're short on funds. Every damn women's lib group is on our backs about job equality, and this girl has worked for us before. 
and she's really strictly a pro. Look, she spent two years in Vietnam as a press photographer, and she'll be able to handle herself okay. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. Believe me, she's a better photographer than most of the men we've used, and a hell of a lot prettier, by the way. Sure. You just came in. Uh-oh, more trouble. A glider pilot came down near Silver Lake last night. They had him at the hospital here in town. He, uh, he says he was attacked. Attacked? By snakes. And, like, she yeah, can hear the whole thing. Like, what does she think he's gonna talk about? What, you want me to talk to this skirt? She can't rough it out there. She can't yeah. take care of herself. And and then the sheriff is like, you know, we've the women's live movement yeah, has been on, on us our back. for more equitable hiring. She's got experience in Vietnam. She's a hell of a lot better than a lot of the men we use and a hell, hell of, of a lot, lot prettier. prettier. So this odd couple yeah. teams up. She talks to him about how she couldn't stay with the press because mm-hmm. of all of the positions were held by men and unless she was a glorified secretary, basically. And he's like, I don't believe it. I don't care. And you got to just do your thing and whatever and, and shut up also. And then they are told a glider pilot was attacked by snakes. And I thought they meant that the snake hid in his backpack and attacked him while he was on the glider or something. Oh. And I was like, wow. It's forward thinking to like the mid two thousands. Snakes on a plane. Oh gosh, yeah. I didn't even consider. That. But it was it wasn't that. It was snakes on the ground. He never considering snakes on a plane. Had to land his airfoil glider thing in an emergency situation, and then was attacked by snakes. Yes, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, he was. I don't know. He was very avuncular and like uh, chatty. Also, when they like first get to the mm-hmm. hospital. Uh, Tom is like, all the nurses seem perfectly happy doing their jobs. So then I realized that if I stayed with the press, I'd be doing the same thing 10 years from now. Because all the promotions and executive positions are held down by men. Oh, come on now. I can't believe that they're all... Sure, there are office jobs for women, like typing, taking shorthand. Or do you want to work at a switchboard eight hours a day saying, hello, Mr. Jones, just a moment, Mr. Jones. Uh, excuse me, could you tell me where David Ellister's room is? Certainly. That's room 148, just down the hall, sir. Thanks. Dr. Chopra, Dr. Chopra. Now, those women seem very happy in their jobs. Sure. How many men can you find to change sheets or empty bedpans? Oh, come off it. Tell me, doctor, how many professors in your department are women? None, but that doesn't mean there couldn't be. See, you're just like the rest of them. The reason there aren't any women in good jobs is because the jobs don't exist. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I can't agree with that. Of course you can't, because it's men like you who make it that way. And boy, men make all the choices. Oh, is that right? Yes. Well, let me tell you something, young lady. If I had my choice in the matter, you'd be sitting on your liberated ass back in that sheriff's department instead of out here with me where you don't belong in the first place. Look, I'm sorry. I... I didn't mean to blow up at you like that, but what I meant was you have your job and you should be happy. Oh, I'm happy. How many professors in your department are women? Yeah. And he's like, well, none of them, but 
There could be. Huh, strange, strange. <laughs> a real man, men are from Mars, women are from Venus yes, situation. definitely. Uh, yeah, and he like berates her publicly. Yeah. Well, uh, men are from the UCLA's herpetology department. Women are from Vietnam. Tells her yeah. she should be happy she has a job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I, I am happy. Yeah. And as soon as they finish talking to that, that the guy... Mm-hmm. He like goes back to looking at his porno. Yeah, definitely, of course. And funny. and they're like asking him about being bitten, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I don't know. I couldn't really see them. Ha ha ha. I don't know how they were moving. If they're an S shape or a swirly shape, who knows? Who knows? Oh yeah. And uh, Miss What's Her Face will be taking notes if that's all right with her. Yeah, <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> so good. And then when. She like pauses after he sort of blows up at her. She's he's like, listen, I'm sorry, okay. I didn't mean to da 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 da. Like, God, have to now I'm responsible for managing how upset you are when I yell at you. Jeez. It was strange. Yes. I think the only other one I can think of that had sort of like a similar mm-hmm. like just like fully out there like annoying almost yes. conversation about yep. this. Um was the forest the one where the two couples go into the forest yes and, and there's the ghosts yeah yes yeah because like at the beginning the whole reason the women go is they're like oh yeah you don't think we'll yeah, do it but we can anyway we can be murdered by ghosts in the woods and the one guy's just like i'm an unapologetic uh, misogynist or chauvinist and a fat sack of shit and yeah. yet she still loves me for it because she's written that way that was the 70s yeah, though i guess yes so they are driving through the Mojave Playa at night in this that, awesome Jeep. Very brave of them to be like, we're also just going to camp out here where, where all the of these snake attacks keep <laughs> happening in a literal circle around us. Yes. Yeah. In just a tent when they've shown that the horsehair won't stop them, Lionel's not going to do it, <laughs> you know? And because elsewhere in this town, mm-hmm. there's a woman who's called a plumber. Because there's absolutely no hot water, and she wants to take a bath. It's like a porno setup. And it's been four hours. But instead, she just tells him her problems. Yeah, she just got divorced. Her husband used to she do She doesn't know how to do mechanical things. Yeah. And then she has two loud children to yell at. That we don't see, but there is a loud, I'm assuming, Western on television. There's a lot of gunshots, and yeah, rah, rah, rah. Like that sort of noise, you know, which I associate with Westerns. So, okay, so every female character besides Anne that we've been introduced to has been introduced to them washing something yeah or involving water. water that's interesting hmm this is gonna cost twenty dollars for the repair yeah <laughs> and he has to go under the house uh this the bathroom much like the hospital has blue seven or flowery wallpaper like flower power cartoony nice. daisies on it uh, and she's filling up the tub. Yeah, he's like, you might as well go get the, just boil, boil the water. It, yeah, which she does. Uh, so she's filling it up with a big pot, and uh, she gets into the tub, and the plumber is underneath there uh, hitting various things with pipe wrenches, I, I assume. And I then, did like the, the pot thing, because she like fully is holding onto the bottom of the pot as well. Like it wouldn't be boiling like, hot? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Because it was comically large yes. as well. Or maybe she's comically small. It would have taken like 20 minutes to boil. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like that. We've had like those times where it's been like, you won't have hot water for two days. Oh. Uh, oh. 
rare. Like, I've tried doing that, and it takes for fucking ever. It's, like, impossible. I forgot about those days. That was I can't the believe worst. they used to have to do that all the time. It was the before fucking worst. Heated water. Wasn't it in the winter, too? Uh, I think so, yeah. It was the fucking worst. Because I would, like, okay, I won't shower. I'll, sk- I'll shower every other day now, and, like, in freezing cold water... <laughs> Oh man, that really did suck. But memories. So a snake attacks the plumber under the house, and she hears him screaming and just sort of sits up and is like, huh. And then the snakes start coming through the overflow drain, which apparently must just lead to underneath the house. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess this is this is like the desert. So I guess it sort of makes sense that she just like screams the whole time as they're coming out and they're swimming in the water and biting her and it's pandemonium and she dies. Yes. Presumably. Yeah. We also don't, her kids don't come to her, (laughs) which is fuck them kids, man. That sucks. Yeah. I guess they're, I don't know. She's taught them to ignore her. Really? Yes. I guess. So, uh, we never go back there again, and it's morning in America. Do they even mention that? They do. Okay, good. Briefly. Uh, it's morning in America. Oh, do you drink coffee? It's a beautiful day. I'm going to make some bacon and eggs. Because she's the oldest of seven, and yeah. after her dad died, she had to fucking take, it, take the lead. It sucked watching her mother work for such low wage. At a factory. And her hands went from soft soft to calloused. And she seemed to age another year with each passing day. Wow. That sucks. The workforce sucks. The youth and beauty out of women. I guess. And that's, you know, that's what's important. (laughs) Their youthful vitality. Don't you want to stay at home? You know? You don't want to lose your (laughs) youthful beauty. Definitely not. So they they are hunting for snake tracks in this dusty-ass desert. Uh, oh yeah well okay also important mm-hmm. following that is that Anne says she doesn't want to give up her career but she doesn't want to die an old maid either but she loves freelancing well guess what lady come the come 2020 uh, you can have it all and be expected to do it all for even less than you'd be making then yeah. your mom <laughs> would be a millionaire by comparisons Ah. Uh, so they head off to do some investigating. I love this part because it's like the first time that they're like, wait a minute, we should plot these snake attacks on a map. Yes. It's a straight, <laughs> doesn't he just say like it's a line? Yeah. It's a st- straight, straight line lines. right to this uh, fort, this army base. I didn't understand why it was. Why were they going to the fort? They never explain it. I Oh, interesting. Like maybe. I guess I just assumed it was like, probably radiating out from there but you're right because they we learn later that they buried are they vengeful are they trying to get to the military base specifically to seek revenge maybe or uh, seek their father seek the biomed yeah well no he was actually no. very anti those things. yeah he's just a drunk doctor yeah uh the the cur- the commander was the bad guy mr stroud yes colonel um but because I was like, why, why, why would they be going? Wouldn't they be fanning out in all directions? But they seem to travel as a pack. Yeah, I know he did mention before he got the phone call from the sheriff. Oh, you know, snakes—they can't—they have this organ that they use to sense. And I thought maybe that tied into it somehow, but I also don't remember, and I, I don't care. Okay, I guess 
just like circling back to the military base thing, because mm-hmm. he says that that was like where the first attack was was the military base. Yeah, on the outskirts. So, are the attacks going outwards? We're coming inwards. I guess it doesn't really. These snakes just can't make up their minds. I think we're probably way overthinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they decide. Okay, well, let's go to Fort w- w- Watton. Watson. I think it was Watson. Military Walton. base. Yes, Walton. My L and my T are directly beside <laughs> each other, uh, and they don't have clearance to go in until the colonel allows them to come yeah. in. And then uh, they talk about, oh, there was a guy on the base who died of a snake bite attack. Uh, and there was another guy who died of a shotgun suicide. Uh-huh. Oh, plenty of soldiers die all the time. Uh, so Tom asks the colonel mm-hmm. if they can like take out one of the helicopters because yeah. of how much quicker it'll make everything. Yes, to look at the snakes from the sky? I guess. Maybe you can like kind of tell or i don't i don't know Ooh, this area's got strong snake energy it does my snake stone is glowing how could he possibly see like the snake tracks from a can't you can't maybe he's looking for like probable nesting sites yeah okay now that would make more sense that would make more sense like a cave or like a big big rock that they can all fuck under or something uh they go see the base's head doctor who is Tells them he was bitten nearly a dozen times. He offers them pure alcohol to drink. Yeah. Like research-grade booze. The best alcoholic type, in my opinion. (laughs) The like, I, nope, I don't drink this for the love of drinking. I drink this to get booze inside of me. And that's it. (laughs) So, uh, and then they talked about how, oh, the the military guy who died had a girl in Bars- Barslow, the nearby town, and yeah. he hopped the fence to go see her, and, and he must have died on the way. And to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Really laying this all out there. Yeah, so Tom gets them to lend him the helicopter. Yes. He goes up in the helicopter, which is like a Vietnam-era, like, rinky-dink, like, erector set helicopter. Uh, well... Uh, the photographer gets to stay behind with this lecherous doctor who's like, you can leave me with this sesame thing anytime you want. And he gives her directions how to, like, get out of there. Yes. Because um, she's going to go, like, take a, be an investigator. And look at where the guy died. Yeah, so yeah. she, like, photographs some bones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, up in the sky, the pilot tells Tom about how they buried some tank out there recently and covered it in cement. Yeah. In some old mine shaft. And he had to treat it like it was an egg and lay it down so gently. And uh, flying the helicopter is a hell of a sensation. And he's like a classic, like, uh, like brush no or brush mustache, like <laughs> high and tight mirrored sunglasses, like state trooper type. And uh, so while well, Anna's investigating. Mm-hmm. She uh, runs back to the Bronco because she thinks she hears There's a rattle. A snake, yeah. And then she's driving when she hears a rattle again and she sees a snake in the river. Yeah. So she stops and waves down a passing military patrol. And he doesn't see anything. So she gets back in. And I don't know that we ever get confirmation of if she was like hallucinating or not. I guess she must I don't have know. Been. I guess. But I mean, not that I blame her. I would be on edge too because it's not like the snake is like. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'm coming to kill you. You know? Uh, 
Tom comes back to the base mm-hmm. to talk to Stroud and confronts him about this like container. Who told you about that container? Uh, it, yeah, Stroud's like, it's all good. And yeah. he calls Tom Pockets. Oh, which is funny. That is funny. His jacket had many pockets on it. Was it that white creamy jacket? Yeah. I mean, maybe it gets cold in the Mojave, but. He looked like a <laughs> the cover of like a simplicity sewing pattern. Yes. That is exactly what he looked like. It's exactly like hands in the pockets doing like a power pose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the doctor's like, well, I'm not a spy. I'll get to the bottom of this. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, our intrepid duo reconnects in the Jeep. And yeah, she jokes about having like a torrid affair with Delaney. Delaney yeah. while he was gone. He's a bio. Are you jealous? He's a biomedical doctor. And they're like, whoa. Well, they're like, wait, why would this place have a biomedical doctor? I, plenty of reasons, I, I would think. But So Stroud calls the pilot mm-hmm. into his office to question him about like, where they looked yeah. and be like, hey, you probably shouldn't have told him this stuff. Yeah. Did, did you ever think that maybe it was a secret military thing? <laughs> I told you in confidence. How could you do this to me? And at their their camp, mm-hmm. Anne sets up her mobile black room, and she oh, like, yeah. gets to work developing the photos. I forgot about that. She tells uh, Tom about the snake she saw, mm-hmm. and they flirt some more. Yes, they. I do. didn't get the relationship. Like, what is the attraction? How how did yeah like how did we go from there to here? They don't even. It's not even like they have a good pitter patter. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, ooh, she's dishing it, and he's serving yeah, it right she, back. She's just like, I'm starting to sneak, see snakes everywhere. You probably think it's silly. And then he's like, it's not silly. I'll zip you up in here tonight. Good night. Like, <laughs> But I thought they slept in the same tent. No. Oh. That's after Later, they have sex. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's sort of like a validating her fears of the snake, I guess. I mean, I granted, guess, yeah. a herpetologist, he should... he. Of course she's going to be afraid. that He should be afraid of the snake. You know what I mean? They're murderous snakes that kill people and they bite them a million times. And it's not like a snake can just come up with new venom whenever it wants. He doesn't fear them, but God damn, he respects them. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, then those two military guys. Yeah, right? they're drinking yeah. and driving on a patrol around the base, as you do. And then they accidentally blow a tire. And while they get out to jack up the friggin truck the one guy notices that it looks like there's a snake bite in the tire it's also apparently friday the 13th a snake bite in the fucking tire i didn't notice that i did not notice that at all that is very funny and then as soon as they get the tire off there's a rattlesnake under there oh no it bites them and then the other guy tries to run uh gets bit on the leg and then he starts shooting shooting the the snake i think I mean, I guess when, when when all you've got is a hammer, you yeah. Know, but I mean, I, I don't I don't think I could hit a snake even at that distance. And then the military <laughs> just like shows up at their camp. Oh, definitely at four in the morning and wakes Tom up to tell him about the the dead guys. Yeah, Delaney's called and he wants you back here. You gotta look at the body. They're, I don't know. Delaney is very helpful. He is. I think as we learn later, he has. regrets about like the way that all of this has unfolded i think he understands why it's happened and 
I also think that that's probably why part of the reason why he's drinking so oh, much. Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so he's he calls them back in. He lifts the blanket. We never get to see any of the corpses. No. We never get Too to expensive. see the corpses. I want to see a dead <laughs> kid on the table. It's all bloated and bit <laughs> up. No, but yeah. So that I guess that was a problem for me in this movie because it wasn't as scary. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. not that they're usually scary, but like it was, it was really relying on like fear of the unknown. It was. I guess that was. I think this might have been a TV movie. I'm not really it sure. Felt like a TV movie so much to me. I was like, this has to be a TV movie. I'm sure it was. It definitely had that like vibe, and also, like the same as like the the mood of the wolf. Yeah, which was yeah, very yeah. TV. It also felt like they had cut like three scenes out of it yeah definitely but who knows who knows so uh okay oh wow she says she's all bloated and fucked up how does that happen they explain about all the enzymes and everything and the venom so since they're it's 4 a.m and they're already up yeah uh they're like okay well let's go to the kill site and we'll see if there's snake tracks and everything and they get driven out there by an mp and uh oh my gosh like there's so many snake tracks here whoa yeah. this is Tom really immediately it's like there's 20 to 30 snakes it's a and, lot of snakes uh, they follow the tracks to this mm-hmm. mine shaft mm-hmm. and they head right into that thing i what a fucking idiot. very dumb the dumbest motherfucker it's such it's so like it's like darwinism really oh of course i mean that's probably where the rattlesnakes this are. abandoned mine in the middle of we only have one flashlight. Yeah. I mean, it, it abandoned mines are very dangerous. Not to be that person, but like they're really, really, <laughs> they're really dangerous. So yeah. right now. Like I wouldn't just go in there and they know that two people can get overwhelmed really quickly by 20 to 30 snakes uh, that are in the immediate yeah. area. They just kill the guy. Those, those kids at the beginning alone. Mm-hmm. We know that these, these things can take on multiple people. Yes. The no sweat. Mainly because they don't sweat, I think. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, they're in the cave. They're, oh, do you think the mine is going to cave in on us? Yeah. And he's like, oh, stay against the wall. And, like, touches her against the wall and everything. And there's some hissing. Oh, no. Oh, my God. There's a snake. <laughs> yeah, a big cavern. And then they find a bunch of snakes. Uh, and are way too surprised to do so, considering that's what they were there to do. And I was like, are they going to get lost running out of this? mine the ceiling does start collapsing so they run and run and run and she's like oh my gosh after that i could go for working in an office with regular hours and no like normal pay (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like well tell you what we'll go to vegas Mm -hmm. and then they do i'll treat you to a a steak and a show it's like a montage of them smooching Um, in the way i guess romance is in full Swing. yeah so they're kissing on the way to vegas we see them briefly in the restaurant and then they're like dancing on the fountain in front of winged victory statue and at the <laughs> bellagio and i was like all right uh very weird a very weird transition why um, would he do that i i was like fully like this is just a dream he's i think he said he needed to go ta- count to the talk to the county Yes, he definitely did say that. He definitely did say that. So it was just on the way, I guess. Yeah, and then the next she wakes, we cut from dancing on the fountain, which I guess was supposed to be like, they had sex by 
that's the metaphor. Yeah. You know, fucking is the same thing as dancing on the fountain. And then uh, she wakes up. And they can hear something. Snake noises outside of the tent. Well, she can hear something. He's like, I'm sure it's just the wind. Why would you ever say that? Especially when you know that there's snake attacks going on in a crazy way. It's like saying, I'm sure it's nothing. Or exactly. we should all split up. Like the narrative imperative immediately means that you are going to die. So he sticks his little head out, yep. takes a look, and there's dozens of snakes. Okay. Some start getting in. They start stomping on them. And, and okay. Anne gets bitten. Oh, oh, she does. Yes, she does. So uh, every sleeping tent or every tent I've ever been in has had like those zippers where there's like two zippers. Yes. This has taught me if I'm ever worried about snakes outside of my tent to do to pull the two zippers all the way up out of snake range and then some and then do a little tiny opener and peek my one eyeball out <laughs> to see how many snakes, 20, 30 snakes are out there rather than opening it from the bottom and saying, hey, snakes, come on inside. The other thing is get in your sleeping bag. I don't think the snake can bite through a whole thick sleeping bag as easily. I don't know. I mean, you probably... I don't know what the best... Me neither. I will never be attacked by... Shotguns, I guess. 30 to... (laughs) (laughs) Shoot off your own feet and everything. Lots of fun. You know, typical shotguns that you can shoot three times in a row. (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, So... Uh, just as they are attacked by the evil serpents and asps, the military shows up. Thank God, starts shooting them all. I love this because it's like like a cacophony of bullets. Everyone would have died in that tent. Well, all two of them would have died. They would have been shot accidentally. I mean, can you imagine what would have happened had they been sleeping separately? Thank God. They had sex. Yeah, exactly. Or else she would be fine in her sleeping bag, <laughs> curled in a little ball, and he would be dead. And at this point, Colonel Stroud is mm-hmm. burning documents because he violated the Geneva Convention. Yeah, burning them one at a time, like you do. Yeah. One page at a time, one page at a time. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure military bases this time specifically had, like, memory holes that they would throw shit in. Probably. I know they did in embassies because in that one uh, Ben Affleck movie where they pretend to be a film crew to get everyone out of the embassy. Argo. Yes. That lying sack of shit. Uh, that's how they get rid of, do- or they try to get rid of documents, throwing them in the fire. Oh. Uh, okay. So, all uh, oh, the snakes are dead. It's great. Uh, Stroud's burning documents and Delaney comes in and he looks like shit. Uh, because he's super drunk. And yeah, he's, he's like, like really, he's crazy fucked up at this point. Yeah, he's like, you... And he goes right to confronting Stroud. Yeah, this is all your fault. You violated the Geneva Convention. You didn't safely dispose of the CT3. Like, snakes are this bad. What's it going to be like for sharks and, and killer, killer whales, whales since we dumped the rest of it in the ocean? It's the sequel that they never made, I'm sure. Of Jaws. Yeah. Uh, and then... Delaney locks the door behind them after a couple of verbal bars, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, the colonel's like, oh, yeah? Well, you can't do anything to me because I'll tell them about Fletcher, who I'm assuming is a guy that 
Delaney accidentally killed by being drunk all the time. Oh, okay. That's that was what I took from it. And then uh, uh, Delaney's like, nobody gives a shit. It's too late. Like I don't care. Like you have to stand for face the truth. Blah blah blah. So Stroud shoots him dead. Mm-hmm. It's great. So Tom arrives as like the body's being mm-hmm. removed, and the sheriff is there, and uh, they know that Stroud did it. Yes, and they also he took the canisters of CT three, which is an experiment of his that was like his baby. And gas canisters. He's oh, big on bio warfare. Duh. It's a nerve gas. It's a nerve gas. I thought they meant he took cans of gasoline to burn. Oh, no. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, it's a nerve gas that causes extreme interpersonal violence. Yeah, manic behavior that they were planning on using for infighting amongst their enemies. Yeah, so they drop it on their enemies, and then they'd all kill each other, and then they didn't have to have any blood on their hands. Perfect, great, wonderful. So the cops all head out. Mm-hmm. Stroud starts shooting them. As uh, soon as they get there. He accuses them of being commies. Yes. Satan in disguise. Mm-hmm. They end up shooting him as he like pulls a grenade out. Yep. Oh, that guy gets shot. Yes. Who was like... Uh, when's the last time you heard about a police officer getting shot in the Mojave? Uh, well, just now, baby. Yeah. The gift of prophecy. <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh no, the grenade explodes and there's a huge explosion. Oh my God. And the the cave is on fire somehow and etc. And then sometime later, Anne and Tom leave the hospital. She's recovered mostly and she'll miss him the most. And he wants to take her for a seven-course Chinese dinner. Yeah, and they'll serve crazy people. They don't care. He's so sure the snakes are all gone. Yes. Uh, because, you know, that I have no idea why he's sure that the snakes are gone. I don't know. We haven't seen, like, a big pile of dead snakes. The shit is still in the ground. Uh, just because they exploded those other canisters doesn't mean shit. But they're just like, okay. And then... Uh, we cut to a cave that they're driving past, dun, dun, dun. and we hear <laughs> the rattlesnake noise, which I guess means that they're they're gonna kill. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. I didn't dislike this movie, um, but like it's a kind of a nothing movie. It's like paint by numbers. There was nothing like really good about it, and it and was nothing strange. like really bad about the, it. Like, but strange only in terms of the like choices of dialogue. Yeah, constantly talking about. It yeah, just, this, it was very weird. I didn't like how Anne kept being like, "Oh, she's I, I'm the herpetologist. I'm going to be in the middle of the action, and Anne is going to be out of it for convenient reasons." Yeah, like there should have been a chance for her to prove herself. As she was in fucking Vietnam for two years. That's yeah. not like a cake. She has to be at least like a little bit drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was not a great movie. Like it wasn't, I, it, I, it is one that I am positive that had it not just been named Rattlers, like if it was named like Mojave Death or something, oh. I would not remember anything about this movie. <laughs> anything. Should do that. For one of the episodes. You give me real and fake versions of movies that we've already done and see which oh, ones I can get. that's good. <laughs> I was going to say, just why don't you tell me the plot of this movie? Right now? 
No. Okay, like in six yeah. weeks. Yeah, that would be funny. And I would say, Snake, get get the snake gets you. Oh no, we've killed them all. Oh no. Question mark? Ah. Six degrees of Jamie Lee. Yeah, I there were no special thanks for this. None of the snakes None were. None of named. the snakes were credited. Yeah. Well that's was the snake Wrangler credited? I didn't know. Oh, that's fine. And once I saw that there were no special thanks. It's a very no easy snakes. six degrees in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Darwin Jostin was in the fog with Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. It's very, like... Hey, thanks for joining us again after our hiatus. Yeah. We appreciate it. If we feel so inspired, we may have an extra one out about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, that'd be nice. So, mm-hmm. okay. we seeing that tomorrow? Yep. Excellent. I look forward to that. Uh... Thank you for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, uh, definitely First Blood on Instagram, or you can send us an email at definitelyfirstblood at gmail.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.